What's up, everybody? It's Dante, a.k.a. The Forensics Guy, and you are listening to The Forensics Experience, the podcast where we discuss topics in the speech and debate community with the world's most influential coaches, students, and alumni in the activity. And today, I am beyond excited. Like, you all you all have no idea how excited I am. This is one of the greatest days ever, and I am sitting in the presence of Ginger Gonzaga, an amazing, amazing person. I, I'm going to stop because uh, I know all of you pretty much know who she is, but I'm going to give Ginger like a second. Ginger, can you tell like the one person who doesn't know who you are? Like, who are you? Uh, what did you do for the speech in the make community and what's your impact there? Um, I'm Ginger and I'm an actor, so I... Um... I act on a lot of um, shows, like most, usually I choose like fancy cable shows like HBO and Showtime. Um, and um, and I'm an improviser and I do a lot of comedy. And um, I, I did speech and debate in high school, which was uh, just, you know, a life-changing experience as I think it is for anyone. I was really lucky because my coach was Ron Underwood, who at the time I think was literally like the best ranked speech coach in the nation where conversely, the city that I grew up in was the fifth least educated city in the nation. So wow. we had one like diamond in the rough. But, um, you know, speech and debate introduced me to humorous interp and dramatic interp. And, you know, when you're in those things that you kind of teach yourself how to act, and then I would do sketches and stuff. And it also, I also did a lot of impromptu and um, extemp. And that, that uh, for my life has fed into improvising and making up um, everything, you know, things on the spot when I work, which I'm kind of known for, and I get a lot of uh, freedom to do, which is cool. That's yeah. so cool. Uh, you're doing absolutely amazing things. Uh, I'm sure, like for those, for that one person who now knows who you are, uh, that might be <laughs> listening. Um, yeah, definitely get to know her. But um, you're doing great things. You said um, you went to, or the school that you went to had like it was one of the least the fifth least educated i believe my what? my city california was yeah uh you you said california modesto california modesto was california city in the nation yeah awesome. wow that is i mean i would awesome is a weird word to say for you know the, the one of the least educated but i mean um amazing that i think you you know came and were able to be a product of um a situation like that and you definitely rose above in a lot of ways, um, th thanks to a lot of the educators that were there. Yeah, uh, really it's amazing. just because of speech and debate and maybe a couple of English teachers, but you know, it, you know, speech and debate enables you to travel. So you go to different schools and you're constantly reading and getting interested in things. And I just, I know that my school would have never sparked that in me, even though I have a hungry brain, I just wouldn't have been exposed to it in any way. Yeah. Wow. Were you, was your, was your team like a net circuit team? Like, did you like go to like the, you know, like, oh, here's a big tournament in Texas and here's one in New York and stuff. Did you do all of that type of traveling or was it more local? We did local, like in California. I think we went to Oregon once. We just didn't have a lot of money. So yeah. while we were fancy as far as people winning um, and we always had people going to nationals. I got fourth the year that I went to nationals and or I went twice but I um yeah we just didn't have like a lot of money so we couldn't always travel to those bigger things I think that would have been that, great yeah. yeah no that definitely makes sense just was kind of curious on that what um what category did you go to nationals for 
Um, I went to nationals for Lincoln Douglas debate and always international extemp and something else. And then I got fourth in impromptu and I think like 12th maybe in in IR or in, in international extemp. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, wow. That's, uh, that is awesome. You're multi-talented, which is really great. Um, just to see, you know, a lot of um, not not as many people as I thought usually do speech and debate. So it's really cool to see someone who can do the Lincoln Douglas, but do the dramatic. Oh yeah, I love Lincoln Douglas. Yeah, I, I, I wish that I'm, you know, with like our country right now, I think the thing that makes me so mad or just all my life, but especially it's, I think it's highlighted right now is like, I just feel like people don't have critical thinking skills and it drives me crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, Why do I have such good critical thinking skills? Is it college? Like, what is it? And I'm like, no, it's literally speech and debate. Yeah, I yeah. definitely, I definitely agree. Like, I, uh, I obviously follow you on Instagram and see your Instagram posts, and um, I, they, I, I just love them. They have like, you know, a lot of them have sometimes, you know, like kind of a political undertone in a lot of ways, but they're 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 either funny or they're um, really great ways to just, you know keep people informed, you know? Um, yeah. I think uh, it's great to see someone who is like in the limelight continuing to just promote um, that type of education and trying to get more people to just be more well-informed, uh, even, yeah, even just a little bit. Ourselves. Yeah. What did you, um, what events did you compete in? Um, so for myself, I, my primary event was poetry. Uh, oh. uh, I, 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 <laughs> oh, love, I love, I love, I love, Wow, I love poetry yeah. because I love to do like I love like rapping and all types of just like you know like slam poetry everything that has to yeah. do with it's really awesome. But I uh but I did also kind of dabble in other things like from DI to HI and stuff like yeah. that. I um that. I didn't do any debate in uh high school. Um my it's so weird because um I think one thing that a lot of people don't know uh, I guess it depends on what state you're from but specifically in Wisconsin oh yeah debate the seasons don't run congruently yeah and uh, oh wow so so debate specifically will run from like September August ish to like January I would have loved that it's, it's and, a then lot the, of and then the speech portion usually runs from like January to like we'll say May or something so they're completely separate which I think has its pros but also kind of the, ne the negatives from that is like when I was competing, we I realized like after graduating in my mind, I was like, oh, we did have a debate team, but like they were completely separate, like separate coaches, separate students. Oh, they wow. were never like, wow. like there were no kids on both or anything. Oh, it felt like yeah. it felt like a completely separate club. So I yeah. was never enticed to do it in any way until yeah. I realized that, oh, this is all kind of the same thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, coach more debating stuff. So yeah. yeah. It is nice to have a mix. I just remember like, it was, so, if you did a lot of different events, it was hard to do it all at once. Like I couldn't do duo interp because it would conflict with something else. And then I remember doing like invitationals at UOP and just, I think I did like four or five events and it's like, what are you even doing? Like you go to a debate round, then you leave, all of a sudden you're funny. Then you leave and you're doing something spontaneous. Like, ah, debate again. And then you're giving some other, you know, international relations speech. And it's like, so exhausting. Just it, even walking around the campus is exhausting, let alone what you got to do with your brain. So yeah. true, especially those really big tournaments. It's yeah, a lot of running from buildings to buildings. It's too much. It's yeah. too much. Um, and yeah, it is different, especially I know 
um, as I'm getting more used to the California way of things, like, you know, it's interesting how the tournament's kind of running like these patterns, you know, like, it's like, like you can't, there are some categories you can't do at the same time. Like, yeah. This pattern, so, yeah. yeah. So, so having them in two separate seasons does hold a benefit um, in yeah. that regard, but also in the debate side, you really, it's, it's still almost impossible to do more than one category because, you know, even, even if they were like, even when the debate tournaments are running as just debate tournaments, you really can't, you know, do PF one round and then LD. It's a little, it's really tough. Really hard. Yeah. There were some places where you could really squeeze it in and it was, it was always exhausting and, and it, and it hurt your performance. Yeah. Sometimes you could win. There were, there were certain tournaments where you could do everything and then you could win an additional trophy for being the person who did the best at doing everything. But it's like, anytime I agreed to do that, my friend Tanya and I would just be so tired. I've seen the, I've seen those tournaments. I've always wanted, um, we, in Wisconsin, we do have we have, a, we have a good amount of tournaments where students can double and triple enter um, yeah. on the speech side. So, you know, if I really yeah. wanted to, I could do DI poi and poetry in one tournament. And uh, it it's it's so cool to see like, you know, that person who like gets that all around award. They like, oh, I got first in all of these categories. It's like, whoa, like you're just like, yeah. that's crazy. Just amazing. Uh, I love that you did poetry. I have my friend Raphael Casal. I don't know if you've seen the movie Blind Spotting. I I think so, but it's it's not a hundred percent ringing a bell. I, I, I with him and David Diggs from Hamilton. Yeah, wonderful film. They both did a lot of like poetry and slam poetry and definitely. That's Hamilton. awesome. I love uh, I love Hamilton. Uh, I mean. Limo and Miranda. Uh, it's funny because that's the only reason I even got into it was because of like kind of like poetry and rap. And he would yeah. always do these funny like like things with like college humor and stuff before yeah, he. Yeah. I guess I don't know. I don't know like what was the timeline of it, but like just hearing some of his stuff with the I think it was like that improv group that he was with yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Just amazing. Like it was. Yeah. It's so cool. <laughs> I know it's so funny. I auditioned for. They had a TV show like 10 years ago. It, it never went anywhere. And I auditioned to be the girl in it. And I'm friends with some of those guys now. And I, I told them, I was like, you know, I auditioned to be the girl in like your group for the TV version of this like 10 years ago. They're like, oh, you would have been great. It didn't go anywhere. And I, I remember being like, oh, how cool. And you know, you have to like sing in a room and stuff. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's awesome. Uh, I love I love improv. I, uh specifically um just kind of you know looking through your resume and stuff I know you did some improv um yeah. what what was that with like a troupe or something or specifically at a um place or whatever yeah well I I um I went to a college that I shouldn't have gone to and then I was really over it and I so I graduated early because I so I could go to the groundlings like when I was in college I went to a groundling show and I saw Melissa McCarthy doing, you know, basically her character from Vibes Maids that everyone knows now, but I knew it, you know. Eon okay, you are the second, uh, not to not to be, you know, too cool and name drop. Tell me. My, 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 the episode that should be coming out before this one yeah. uh, was with Maria Thayer. Um, oh, yeah, I love Maria. Oh, yes, and I've worked with Maria. Really awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. And it's so cool because, you know, she did speech and debate as well. Yeah, um, yeah. And... Uh, uh, it's funny that both of you on, uh, like, both of you are, like, 
yeah, like I shouldn't have went to this college or went or did this experience. And this, it's so interesting because, uh, and I, I think I really just resonate to it because I feel the same way. Yeah. Like I, it's not that like, I'm, I don't fully like hate college or anything like that, but it's just, I, you're supposed I, to be. It's not I really wish I would have taken a different route into getting to where I'm at or where yeah. I could be without college. Yeah, I, I feel like if I had gone to NYU anytime in this industry, like everyone who is an exec now is about my age. And when I'm pitching shows to them, I meet them and I instantly love like certain ones. You know, a lot of people at Jordan Peele's company and stuff. And I'm like, where did you go to school? They're like, NYU. And I'm like, all, all of these people <laughs> were supposed to be my college friends. We were supposed to be the, I should have known you for 12, 12 years. And instead I was, and, and when I think about where I did go, like I should have just dropped out. Like, I don't, you know, I should have just been like, this is not, and, and but you don't know that when you're so young. You That's don't understand, true. like, why is this, this is school, like, this is the world, why does no one want to learn, like, I hate this. I think you that's, know? I think that's just, it's something that people forget, I mean, like, you, depending on, I guess, when your birthday, and when you went to kindergarten and stuff, yeah. like, for the most part, you're literally released into the world somewhere between 17 and 18, yeah. and they're just like, globe's not even developed. Yeah, they're like, hey, I know less than probably 20% of your life is done, but we need you to figure out what you're going to do for the last 80%. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I, I totally uh, appreciate that and resonate with it. It's, um, it's definitely, I think, a good inspiration, especially for people who are listening right now and they're in high school um, and they're not sure about college, you know, definitely think about what to do. You know, um, I, I fully, fully support like a gap year, just taking the opportunity and like, maybe you're gonna, maybe, maybe college is like your backup and you're just like, I'm gonna try this for a whole year. And if it doesn't work, then I will. Or if it does, then, you know, you just play around with it, have fun. Yeah. Or just like, you know, yeah, really try to figure out what aligns with you. I, I also think that I was like doing, I was majoring in things, maybe not for myself or, you know, I, I went to Berkeley in high school. I did a year there in the summers and I loved Berkeley. But I did, I hated UC Santa Barbara. I was like, get me out of here. And you can always transfer. There's no shame. I True. Yeah. Speaking of Berkeley, did you, I don't know if, I don't know how long it's been. So I don't know. Have you, have you been to the Berkeley tournament? Oh, did we go to the Berkeley tournament? I don't think so. I would okay. it would have been like, I have such a romantic memory of Berkeley. Cause I was there, you know, in the summers when I was like, I think like 15 and 16, I lived there in the summers. It was just that, like myself learning. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, what speaking of, and speaking of that, do you have any, um, what's like your most memorable like tournament from your youth that you're like, man, like this one really just made me feel so nostalgic. It was awesome. Oh God. I mean, I just love the whole process. It'll make me cry. I just loved, I loved like, well, I loved competing. I loved winning. I loved having a voice. You know what's memorable for me, which is funny, is <laughs> this sounds so funny. But <laughs> in my work, I do a lot of dramedy. And for some reason, I always end up having some some nice soulful moment or something. And I have a lot of men who tell me that they cried during certain scenes of mine, maybe in kidding or this film that I made. And and it's like men that are like, I haven't cried in like a really long time, you know? And I'm like, oh good, I'm so happy that I've elicited that. So I joked around with a manager. I was like, I always make dudes cry. But the version of that that I had in high school was when I would debate people, when I would debate guys, 
they would cry. They would give up. And there, I, it would be really uncomfortable. I remember being at the Long Beach Invitational and like, you know, you're outside debating. And it's like, what were they gonna do? I prepared so much. And like, after maybe like two speeches, like they would cry and I would just stand there and I would be like, should we just call it? Cause this is so weird, you know? <laughs> and I didn't like it because it, it always felt uncomfortable, but I did like knowing like, wow, like, I just wiped the floor with these people, you know? Like, I, I can't believe you would bully them so hard that they would cry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just shocked. I was like, you guys didn't prepare. You know, I would live in the library. I also didn't like my home situation. So speech and debate like rescued me, you know? And then yeah. I, you know, I have a romantic memory of my, of Modesto's library. You know, I would go there for maybe at least eight hours every Saturday and Sunday. And yeah. I would watch other classmates be there and I would watch them slowly go home and I'd be like, I'm still here. And it was, <laughs> I loved it. I loved all of it. And and uh, it's a lot like acting, I think, speech and debate. Well, debate at least, like you prepare so much and then in the moment you're completely spontaneous. And that's how I act. I, I decide who my character is gonna be. And I think of all of these things for her and then when I'm acting, I don't think about that stuff anymore. I just exist. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah. That yeah, that's that's so interesting. I, I really, I really appreciate that thought. It's just uh, kind of cool to see how you um, are into like acting as a whole and how you use that. Um, and especially, I think, uh, I mean, for myself, I'm just super excited and always uh, just so. I guess geared to the fact that like this is what I've been preaching for so long like this activity can change you so much and like if you if you're listening to Ginger right now like the stuff that she is saying like this is like speech and debate like this was an escapism this was a, a propelling for the future this did so many things for her and um yeah it's just amazing this is awesome everything I have so many fantasies about you know I just I don't, I don't know that I, I, I obviously I would love to win an award for something, but I, all I ever care about is like, I was like, okay, if I win a Golden Globe or an Emmy or an Oscar or whatever, I, I, all I want is the chance to be like, okay, everyone listening, do speech and debate. Yes. You know, that's <laughs> what I want less than, you know, getting a trophy. I want the opportunity to have someone see a successful moment and tell everyone, just so you know, this is all because of speech and debate. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. the that's so cool. Um, it's it. I these are like some of my favorite episodes, just because I love to like take this opportunity and just see you know people that are just super successful and like speech and debate really help them get there. Um, I think a lot of people forget. Like, I mean, it's crazy when you think about speech and debate as a whole. Like, I mean, I I think speech and debate is probably like more related to like so many people's success than like any other activity like i mean the amount of, the great people that have done speech and debate literally yeah. from from like oprah to i yeah. don't know like to josh gad to i think man, Nelson Mandela. like yeah. it's just yeah it's it's amazing it really is and it's also so important when you're young you know your your brain is developing until you're like 25 so if you get this magical skill set where you're really just trying, you're learning and you're trying and you're experimenting and you're doing like poetry, that's everything. That's your brain, it's the arts, it's like, and you're getting exposed to everyone else doing whatever they're doing, yeah. you know, and, and team playing, but also competing on your own. 
and knowing how to communicate. It's funny, like when we first started talking about this, like, I don't, you know, uh, like, I don't know how much people know about like 12 step programs or sobriety or just anything. <laughs> you know, they always talk about like your higher power and it doesn't have to be a God. It can be whatever. It can be like, oh, my higher power is me in the future. Or my higher power is the best version of me. And as we were talking, I was like, wait, I think my higher power is 16 year old ginger, you know, <laughs> who just did it, you know, and just like, I think like, I'm so thankful for, especially the spontaneity of impromptu and speech and debate to just like, to articulate yourself without any abandon. And when it's almost like you have more permission because you're in a competition setting, Yeah, that should always be applied to your entire life. And it intimidates people because True. anyone who's learning and growing more or whatever, exploring, that's intimidating and it can be triggering to people because it reminds people, oh, they got to learn, they got to grow. But it's like, we should always preserve that as, you know, kind of a mantra for ourselves. It's like, God, be that, be that person that like did speech and debate in high school, you yeah, know, in every <laughs> facet of your life. Yeah, I, de I definitely agree. I mean, the amount... The amount of adults that I've met, whether it's networking events or whatever, the people that are just like, man, wish I would have did that. Or I wish I like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I mean, we live in a world where like, like more people are afraid to public speak than to die. And that, I really, know, that really freaks me out. Like, I'm just like, you're not a, wait, what? I, like, that doesn't add up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, to kind of move forward with that, I want to uh, kind of ask um, a few different questions. And the one, the one big question that is going to come next is, what? Let me figure out the best way to kind of word this. So I always, I've been, I've been trying to figure out the perfect way to word this question. So I want to sure. talk about, I want to talk about regrets. <laughs> oh, oh, I have some, uh, and it kind of links to what I just said. But carry on, carry on. Yeah, is there? something specifically in your speech and debate experience as a student where you're like man I really wish I would have done this or I wish I wouldn't have done that I wish I would have tried this category I wish this would have happened whatever well it's weird I actually for my life I wish that I had just graduated early from high school I didn't because I loved speech and debate and I wanted to go to nationals again but in hindsight, for my life, I wish I had just left Modesto. But I, <laughs> I was like, oh, let me stick around for another year. But I think that I, um, I, I don't care about going to a graduation. I didn't go to my college graduation. I don't care. And when I was at nationals, my senior year, I, I think, like I said, I got like twelfth or something in international relations, or in, in extent. And I could have done a lot better. But my I was also supposed to speak at my graduation. So oh. I was gonna miss my graduation where my speech was with another person if I continued to win. And so I kind of like wasn't, I wasn't giving full ginger performance and why I don't care about graduation. And I didn't even like the speech that I was giving at graduation. Yeah. So I wish I had just been like, who cares? Skip that and like keep winning this. Um, so I wish that, and I wish I don't, I definitely didn't need to do team debate. I don't like that. Yeah, um, for policy. Like Paul's the really fast. Like, yeah, yeah, policy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I know some, I know some, some coaches that are probably listening right now are going to hate me for this comment, but LD is basically becoming that too now. 
Like everybody, uh, everybody's pretty much just spreading all the time in policy. It shouldn't be that way. It I should be like very much so agree, but yeah. I, yeah, it's just the way the world works. <laughs> but you're just listing facts. It's no longer an art form. It should be like an intellectual, like, yeah. But um, I guess I wish I had done a little more, I don't know, humorous interpretive. I wish I had done maybe um, oratory. Yeah. Oh man, that's uh, that's so great that it's so, this is yeah. this, this is so funny because literally Maria said the same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, um, I I love oratory and that's something I wish I would have did too. Actually, yeah. as a, as a competitor, like oratory is one of my favorite categories. I really like it. Uh, shout out to Josh Gad, who's like amazing at oratory. Uh, yeah. I think he's a national champion twice, two years in a row for oratory. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, I don't. It, it, it's weird. I didn't really have room for it. And it was kind of like, oh, my friend Sarah does oratory. I do these things. But I think I, there's something like, almost like, I think I felt like, who am I to wax poetic like Martin Luther King? But yeah. there's still an area where you can say something very profound, you know, and move people and I guess I'm, I'm, as an, I'm used to moving people as someone else. So I guess it seemed a little weird to move people as myself. Interesting. I think, yeah, I don't know if it probably didn't exist in California, but it, uh, or at least I don't, I don't know, but I know back in, in Wisconsin, we had a category, um, oh man, I, I don't, I remember the, I think the middle school version was called yeah, non-original oratory. And I think you would have liked that one. It was, it's like oratory, except you, it's not written by you. It's you performing, else. you might be performing the Martin Luther King, yeah, I Have a Dream oh speech God. or whatever. Oh, we don't need to see that. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know if somebody wants to try to compete with that, but, yeah. <laughs> but, there's, but there's a lot of other speeches that someone could do that could be really awesome and amazing and come out. So I, I like it a lot. And I uh, wish I had done like the, poet, the poetry stuff. I write poems for myself, but I'd, I've never really performed them. And I think it would have been very out of the box for me at the time in high school, that would have been out of the box, that would have been cool. Yeah. Interesting, I, I've i always been really interested in like the idea of like, like I know some people do their artistry like for themselves, kind of like you might just write poems, but never ever read them. Like yeah. that's that's always been weird to me, but I think it's kind of cool at the same time. Like I can never imagine that, but it yeah. is kind of cool to see somebody who's just like, yeah, this is my thing. I'm gonna, you know, keep it for me, you know? Um, for me, it usually will end up in something. It might end up in a script or it might become a song maybe in a script, but yeah. But I usually just need, it. I just would write a poem if I'm having a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, I wanna uh, talk about uh, HBO. So, uh, yeah. cause you, it was, it was interesting how you said like, that was that's, like you, almost exclusively choose like HBO stuff. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious for, especially for those listening that might be interested in getting into acting or something, is there a specific reason why? Is there like, is that better than, I don't know, doing uh, other, I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm just very um, particular about um, my work. I'm very precious I it, it, with, um, with what I want to play. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to just be on a network show and not have a point to it and feel like I'm like punching in and punching out, but being funny, mm. I don't know. I, I want it to have a soul. And I think that 
the HBO shows and the Showtime shows, it, now it's kind of all over the place. It's a mixed bag. But when I was really transitioning into like pay cable, they had that. And also they give you freedom and that's all I ever want in anything. So, you know, those shows are usually really well-written and the writers also don't have an ego. So they let you improvise. And I, when I improvise, I elevate my character yeah. and, and, and usually people get that on those networks. And then they let me have a lot of freedom. Um, and that's what I want to do because I just want to be able to do what I do best, which is like acting, but also improvising and just being like, you can't, yes, you can stick to the lines, but it's not going to be, it's not going to have that like real spontaneous magical thing, unless you have a lot of freedom and, and the directors are usually a lot fancier and they trust you. HBO really trusts their creators. I sold a show to them two years ago, but then the executives that I sold it to left. And that was like really heartbreaking because when oh. they leave, it just dies. But like, but even then, like they just, you know, they, they trust you. And now I'm doing, um, now I'm, I can't say what it is, but I'm doing like that's a right. high, high profile show starting in March. And that's like this, like wonderful, wonderful, like combination of being like really cool, very commercial, but also I get to be super funny and improvise and everyone's a really good actor. So it's like, I'm so lucky. I'm so happy. That's, that's awesome. Um, yeah. That's a really good explanation. I, I love HBO even more now because of that. Like H I, 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 the first thing that you said that really resonated with me, I was like, oh my gosh, like HBO, like the quality I feel like of the shows, like, like a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to get HBO because it's all, there's not a lot on there, but it's just like, I could, I could kind of understand that, like for somebody who just wants a ton of stuff, but like yeah. the stuff that's on there is really quality. Like it's, yeah, it's amazing. Like, uh, and I think it's because they have a lot of the networks are very fear-based. So they're like, oh, or they're responding to a lot of people like, oh, we don't want to make any, let's just do what we did last time. We don't want yeah. to matter. We don't want it ever. And it's like, that's not how art evolves. You have to keep doing the new stuff. And that's what I always make. And that's what I want to be in. So then why would I like, you know, it, it, you, you normally get paid a lot more on the other networks, but I, I, and I've done that, but it's, and now, now I get paid like the same, but, but I don't want to be like sad. I don't want. I don't want to not be using my full brain. Yeah, and I don't really have to use my full brain on a lot of network shows. I get that. That's yeah. really wow. Uh, also, <laughs> speaking of using your full brain, um, I uh, a lot. Of, I know a lot of people kind of joke about kind of how this because it's kind of more of a comedic show and it's. But um, you looking at your resume, it looks like it says you've done like voice acting for like Family Guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so were you? Were, were, was it like a recurring characters or how did, or how well, did that I, I did a small part in the movie, Ted, the one with the bear. Yeah. I guess I was in more of it, but a lot of, a lot of my part and Joel McHale's part was cut out. But so I did Ted and then I knew, um, I knew that whole crew of writers and everybody. So okay. they just bring me in whenever they want me. It probably depends on who's writing the episode. And if they're a friend of mine, they call me and I go in and do something and it's very fast and it's fun. And, but it's, it's very like, you know, some people, what you need, what people need to realize if they're going to do voice work for a family guy is that show has been a well-oiled machine for several years. Yeah. So even though it's like a special day, maybe for someone, you can't go in there and milk it. They need you to like come in, be awesome and get the F out of there because they're doing so much. So 
it's not like where if you do like something like small for Disney, it's like, yes, it's a great day. Let's, you know, <laughs> and the guy is like, are you fast and good at what you do? Great. Get in here and then leave. And that's kind of what that's like. And then I say hi to all my friends and I leave. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. Um, I, a- animated work is kind of cool. Cause it's like, I like you're literally, I mean, well, I can't say you're literally cause I I'm acting like I've done it, which I haven't, but uh, the way it seems, at least from like things that I've seen, videos and things of that nature, you're literally just, you're in a booth and you're just saying the words. Like you don't get to like act it towards somebody else. You don't, you just like say it and. Yeah, but if you're me, you're acting and you're moving your body and you look crazy, you're just by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I'm out there like. <laughs> um, speaking of that, I'm curious. I don't know if you have done any type of uh, act. Well, I don't know if you've done any acting during the pandemic of it, of sorts. Um, so, I, so I I think it'd be interesting to kind of hear just like how has that gone, or have you done any animated stuff? Like, have you are you just doing it at home from like a home studio and sending it in now, or how's that working out? It's so weird. Well, yeah, we haven't really been able to work when when in March I was filming a pilot, and then after two days we got shut down because of the pandemic. So that got put on hold. Uh, we were filming in New Mexico. And then I was just um, finished writing a script and um, I was doing a lot of writing during this time and kind of pitching, but it's hard to pitch because everyone's freaking out. They're like, do we have money? When is this gonna yeah. end? Like no one really wants to make really ballsy decisions. And one of my shows was very, very expensive that I still have. So I, I kind of like took a step back and I'm gonna wait till 2021. But I was able to do a video game that I do um, in a very safe COVID way. Because when it's motion capture, you're not really with the other actor anyways. Yeah. You're wearing all this gear and the camera goes out this far and you don't need to be by each other. So that was a weird, but fast and very safe um, work. And then anything else has just been, I didn't really have to audition because I was tied to this pilot that eventually we were going to do. And then... um, but I did audition for this other thing that I'll start in March. So it's like, that's weird. You do it on Zoom. You wow. know, we, I did a, a, net, a network test on Zoom where normally that's like in a big building and you sign your contract so dramatically right before and then you <laughs> go inside and there's 30 people. And now I'm literally just like talking like I am to you as if yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, that sounds good to me. You're hired, yeah. Wow, that's so, that's that's really different. Um, and yeah. crazy, just like, yeah, I don't know. I, obviously, this pandemic has made a lot of things change, especially speech and debate. Uh, I'm trying to do, trying trying to do a DI piece over Zoom is not surprisingly not the worst. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised as well as how some things do translate. I did like a Groundlings show. I couldn't believe how fun it was. Yeah, like, and debate really isn't affected honestly because you can like you just kind of basically stand up and read it, and you're there. Like, are they doing stuff like that right now? Like, school? yeah, we're doing a lot of. Um, uh, some tournaments are just like live like this, uh, where there's like uh, six kids in a Zoom room and a judge like no, this. Oh, that is uh, so weird. Yeah, it's not, that's how nationals ran this year. And it's no, I could have judged it. I could have judged from home then. Could have, yeah. Oh. It's like, it's, it's so different. It's so different. Uh, that's sad. That's so. That I will make sure to reach out to you for when I run my tournament. If you would like, yes, to, uh, if you'd like to be a guest judge, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it's it's so different. Like it's crazy. And then, okay, 
my my favorite thing that I think is absolutely crazy that you probably don't know about then is like some tournaments are running asynchronous. So so like a kid will record their piece. No. Yeah, and then they'll send it in and then it gets sent to a judge and then the judge watches it and judges it. What even is that? That's so, I, I literally did stand up the other night this was like a, a growling storytelling show. I, I did it into a computer and I was like, this is like an episode of Black Mirror. And it was just bananas. Yeah. And and then I watched it back and it's like, oh, like I managed to have a bunch of energy and, and keep it funny, but there's no laughter. So it's so weird. And I'm just by myself. <laughs> like I never, like I've never realized like how much things are affected without like audiences and stuff like like, oh like I love John Oliver with all my heart like he's great yeah but, like seeing his stuff without an audience is so weird like he's yeah, just like, he's... white room like just it's talking. so funny though he's like here I am uh it's so it's so weird but it's cool it's cool you know it's I, I mean, it's definitely something that we're going to get used to, so. I know. Well, hopefully, yeah, I I, I, I don't, I, I like that some of the things have been made easier by like, oh yeah, why do I always have to go into an office for this meeting? Like, let's just do it here. Like, it is kind of normalized yeah. the laziness of, of this type of interaction, but I, I hope that we do get back to like. Normal, yeah. Yeah. I, I do want to be back to normal, honestly, but like the one positive that I'm loving even though I'm still not liking everything but a yeah. true positive that I'm loving is like this is changing the gateway of speech and debate like there's like there's no more there's no more like oh only the the school with lots of money can go to like this tournament across the country yeah, I'll send and, it in on zoom yeah Thanks. like yeah. You, you, save, you save on hotel costs you save on, flights, oh, you save no. on everything so like you could literally just compete at the big tournaments and and it'll be awesome. Exactly That's what you want, you know? Wow, yeah. So there's that accessibility component. Yeah. You, you just lose the magic of like being there. But that is great. It's so expensive. It is. I mean so your little outfits are expensive. <laughs> you said the outfits? Yes. <laughs> you're, I mean, you're definitely not wrong. Um I mean, to the point where I remember talking to a coach some years ago and we, we were both so excited because we were talking about trying to create like an idea where people could like donate like suits and stuff and oh. like materials to help people who can't really afford Oh, you should hit me up for that. We should think on that. Definitely. Yeah, yeah I'd love to do that. That'd be awesome. Um, I just, I think it's, it's weird though because like there's two ways to look at it because there's a part of me that's like, I would love to just help all kids have like a suit and look the same and make it work well but then there's also the part of me that's like why is this the norm shouldn't it like like a student should just be able to wear a polo shirt like this which you can literally get for like 15 dollars from a tj yeah. maxx and still present and it should look well you know it is weird like i even think like oh i wish we had had uniforms in high school but it is weird because there is like there there is some sort of, um, you know, psychosocial benefit if you look a certain way that appeals to the yeah. judge, you this know, so like that, which I guess that's also a skill set. Like we have to learn that in life. Like, I love your shirt. If you Thank were wearing a, a, you know, a white white theater, I'd be like, mm, I don't know about that, you know? I, so it's a weird it, time. 
it is weird psychologically because I mean, like, like you said, if I literally, if we started this Zoom and I was wearing a white beater, like, yeah, I'd be like, like, I don't know, I, I'm betting. Interesting I'm betting podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it, it is weird. I remember I had a friend, like, she had such amazing style, and she always looked like so cute. And I wonder how much of like the attractiveness factor played into like any of her wins, you know? Wow. Yeah. I well. I it's I like it's really crazy just how like the, there's so much to talk about just I could literally make a whole like documentary or just clothes and speech and debate yeah. right? because like especially um which I my favorite thing about Gen Z right now uh because unfortunately I'm a millennial and I'm basically middle-aged <laughs> now but um like seeing some of the kids like they're so not afraid to like just post this type of stuff and it's really helped me to come out of like a shell and i've been posting so much on like tiktok now and kind of ah. there and uh, um just like we need to talk more about like the way like women are treated in debate sometimes and yeah. i mean we could talk about like the whole voice thing and things of that nature there's been a whole there's been a lot of weird oh yeah for people not liking hillary clinton's voice was a thing and like yeah, yeah. which shouldn't even like that shouldn't even be a yeah but that's but the clothing too like i like i remember like it's crazy to see like as i'm growing on tiktok which is so i'm so happy like it's crazy like i've, I've gotten like four thousand like new people oh my god like, that's a lot i can't like, wait to follow you I'm, I'm barely on that i put dog videos up sometimes <laughs> <laughs> but like i get to hear and see so many stories and hear from so many kids like and some of the some of the stuff i'm like uh, can you not post this? I'm about to cry. Like this, like I posted something in, like that went pretty viral-ish for the community. And then yeah. some girl was like, uh, I literally got ranked a sixth in my round. And the judge said something about my skirt was too high or something. And I'm well, like, you know, these people that are judging, they're just people's parents. And you're like, I remember being at state and this woman, you know, my dad's foreign, so no judgment. But this foreign woman was judging us I'm talking really fast. The other guy sucked and then he won. And I just wanted to be like, that is not fair. She literally doesn't speak my language. So she thinks I'm like a yelling, you know, girl. Yeah. I won. This is state. This is going to determine a lot for my life, True. you know? And I just like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I think my coach at the time wanted me to go in and like tell them, but it's like, you know, it's like whoever volunteered, they're the coach. And it's like, yeah, yeah like that's, I also life. that's also life. You True. know, your audience is going to be, you know, my audience is whoever. So That's, some people are going to like you, some people not. You got to keep trying to win no matter what. Yeah. A hundred percent true with that. Yeah. Like it's like, you just have to get used to like, as, as I tell all the students, like you have to just get used to adapting to your judge, you know? Yeah. Um, like if you were in a courtroom, it would be the same way. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. they're going to, uh, I mean, I, I'm sure back when you were debating uh you know there were a lot of people have like people would have like paradigms and stuff which you know would tell yeah. like for a judge it would tell like this is what i prefer this is probably what would win with me stuff oh, sure, like that sure, yeah. um and yeah a lot of a lot of students will see that they look at the paradigm and they're like okay got it and then they literally do the exact opposite and i'm like yeah. you wonder why you didn't win maybe it's because, like just <laughs> but um it's yeah it's it's crazy there's so this man there's so much i would like to talk about and that we could definitely talk about in this community um but i 
I've been promising myself I'm gonna keep these episodes somewhat short. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited. It was, I'm so, so thankful that you thought of me. No, definitely. Um, I am a hundred, a hundred percent, thousand percent honored to have you on. And for that one person who didn't know who you were at the beginning, oh. glad they know who you are now. Um, more got, than that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they got an introduction to you. Um, for all of those listening, um, I yeah, thank you for listening. Um, as usual, make sure that you rank this uh, and rate this. I say rank. I don't know why I say rank, but rate this podcast five stars in the um, Apple Podcast Store. And if you want to continue the conversation, um, Ginger, how can they get in touch with you? How can they? Uh, um, maybe they want to ask you a question about speech and debate or know more about what you do. I think all my social media is at Ginger the Jester. So awesome. I'm on Twitter and Instagram every once in a while. I take it off my phone a lot, but I'm pretty reachable on those. Awesome. Things. I'll make sure to link those in the notes. And then um, for me, everybody knows how to get in contact with me, the forensics guy on any social media platforms. Feel free to ask me any questions there. Um, and yeah, um, once again, I'm super, super, super grateful to have Ginger on. It's been a really amazing episode. And um, yeah, like I, I, this is crazy. I think this is the second episode where I have no true idea how I'm going to end this. So well, I'll end it for you. <laughs> All right. I, I just, I'll just say thank you. And I'm just like, I'm so stoked that to meet someone, especially who, who has done poetry. And I just, I'm so like inspired by that. And I think the greatest thing about speech and debate is that it is, it is, it's this, it's for most of us, it's a high school experience, you know, that very, very much changes us, but it, it, you know, it carries into all levels of our life and it's never over, you know, we're always very true. growing thanks to that skill set, you know, and it can be applied anywhere. And we always got to keep that wonderful mentality, which is just like, let me try, let me be my best me and let me do this and have a voice. And that's what you're doing here. We both have a voice thanks to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true thank you so much and wow um i think on that note that is the perfect time for me to say peace out <laughs>